Thanks for joining us for another inspiring message from Elevate Church in Perth, Australia. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app, available wherever you download your apps. Well, good morning. morning. Great to have you here, Louise says. You all look good. I can't see past the third row, so you're fine. Hey, a special shout out to those of you around the world listening to our podcast as well. Uh, Just last month, South Africa broke into the top 10 of uh, countries listening to our podcast, entered at number six. So uh, to our South African friends, good to have you with us. We think of you as our extended Elevate family over there, just the other side of the Indian Ocean. Um, I would wish you all the best in the Rugby World Cup, but I wouldn't be sincere, so I won't. Uh, Although I will say this, that uh, if the Wallabies don't win, that uh, I do hope that a Southern Hemisphere team wins. So uh, my money's on either South Africa or the Kiwis or their dark horse, Uruguay. My Colombian friends on the front don't think very much of you right now if you're giggling. (laughs) We're in a series we've called You're Not the Boss of Me. And the big idea of this series is how to say no to the emotions that compete for control. Jesus makes the point that inside each and every one of us, there's actually a battle going on, and it's a battle for control. There's, there's, there's a good side to emotions, and then there's a toxic side to emotions. And the toxic side are constantly waging war to try and get control over the healthy emotions. And uh, the problem is, if we let the toxic emotions get in control, things quickly get out of control. These toxic emotions will compete for control over our words and our actions. A couple of weeks ago, we looked at guilt, and it's kind of obvious, one. Last week, we looked at one maybe a little less obvious, envy. Today, I want to teach on the, the, the emotion that, the toxic emotion that had control of me and my heart for most of my 20s and into my 30s. So let's get into that. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm a recovering angerholic. <laughs> Through the, my late 20s and into my early 30s, anger was the boss of me. And uh, Louis and I, uh, we've been married for 22 years, coming up in January. And I tell people, how the hell are you married? And I say, married for 22, happy for 17. The first five years was dominated by me being angry and just allowing my fuse to be lit and then acting on that, that it was a surprise that we even made it through the first five years. Staff that I led copped it. Friends that I had copped it. Uh, I would use words and volume and and, and verbal manipulation to, to shut people down and to try to kind of win at all costs. And it was this thing, anger. Anger was the boss of me. And maybe some of you identify with that. And if you do, I'm hoping that you don't want anger to be the boss of you. I'm not going to assume that. Some people, they kind of 
have these dysfunctional friends that they have gotten so comfortable with that they like having them around. Anger. But here's what I do know. I know that the people around you don't want anger to be the boss of you. And I even think I know this, that you don't want anger to be the boss of the people around you because you've been on the receiving end of that and it's not pretty. So let me define what I'm talking about when I say anger. I'm gonna, the one that gets the most publicity, I'm gonna call extroverted anger. And I'm not saying this is an anger that people who are extroverted have. I'm saying this, this is the sort of anger that probably most of us associate with when we hear the word anger. This is the, the yelling, the screaming, the losing one's temper. Very, very, uh, very evident that the person who is angry is angry because it's on display. It's coming out, the volume's going up, the pace is going up, the verbiage is going up, the, the, the adult word content is going up, everything's going up. <laughs> Extroverted anger. And, 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 and yet by defining this, some of you might be thinking, oh, that's not me. I never do that. I'm so mild-mannered, it's ridiculous. Okay, Sure. That may be true. You may be someone who isn't really partial to demonstrating extroverted anger. But before you get too comfortable, let's talk about your moodiness. Let's talk about you icing people out. Let's talk about you shutting people off, what I call the turtle approach. Someone says or does something to you that you didn't like and you don't shout at them, but you withdraw from them. Or 2019, there's this one. In the text message world, it's called ghosting, where somebody who actually maybe realized that they did or said something to upset you and reach out to you to say, hey, listen, just look what I said. I want to know if you're okay and you don't reply to them. That's the digital version of you locking yourself in your room. Understand that. And, and, and the risk of this moodiness is you may be doing it to convince yourself, well, at least I'm not making matters worse. But here's the deal. You really are. Both of these are damaging. Both of these cause rifts in relationship. Both of these erode trust. Both of these cause the people around you... Listen to me, both of these cause the people around you to feel like they need to walk on eggshells. Because in either of these responses, anger is the boss of you. So let's be honest. Let's just start, I'm not gonna ask for a show of hands. This is, this is a you asking you question. What's your relationship with anger? Beginning of October 2019 is or to what extent is anger the boss of you? Do you shut people down? Do you shut people off? Or do you shove it down and try to just kind of sweep it under the carpet, which doesn't work? 
What's your relationship with anger? To what extent is anger the boss of you? Now, there is a, a, a healthy, and healthy, this English language is so complicated. There is a healthy type of anger that's known as crusader anger. Crusader anger is the thing that caused slavery to be abolished. Crusader anger is the thing that causes people to take on things that they see in the world and they say, that's just not right. And I'm gonna do something about that. But they don't fly off the handle to get it fixed, but they use that frustration, that, that, that rage, that sense of injustice that's, that's bubble, that bubbles up on the inside, use that to say something's not right in this particular setting or this particular situation. And, and you know what, God, I'm, I'm gonna allow you to use me to change that. So crusader anger, there's a place for that. What I'm talking about today is toxic anger. And, and toxic anger may upstream may s- start feeling similar to crusader anger. Something's not right and it's ticking you off. But toxic anger plays out very, very differently to crusader anger. One is constructive and the other's destructive. So look, if you've got our Elevate app, pop that open. You can tap the Bible tile. It's gonna take you, and I'll tell you the right passage this week. I'm getting better every week. It's gonna take you to a letter written by a guy named James. James, pretty kind of normal name here in, in uh, our Western world. James, if, if you didn't know or you don't know, he was actually the half-brother of Jesus. Same mom, different dad, okay? Um, and, 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 the, and a couple of fascinating things before I, I take you to what he wrote. A couple of fascinating things about James. While Jesus was on this earth, Jesus, James' older brother, Jesus, while Jesus was on this earth, James didn't acknowledge that Jesus was the Son of God. And, and by the way, I get it. I've got an older brother. If my older brother started telling me, Mark, guess what? I'm the Son of God. I'm gonna say to him, guess what? Stop taking that medication or start taking that medication. Either way, I don't believe it for a minute. And that was James, Jesus, son of God, please, I share the next bedroom with that guy. I've seen him from very early on. He ain't no son of God. (laughs) And yet, at one point in history, James made his brother his Lord. And the thing that defined James, the thing that changed for James is James saw Jesus come back from the dead. Now, here's the deal. My brother's still alive, but if he was to pop his cloaks tomorrow, but then come back, I'd be thinking, yeah, probably he is a son of God, actually, come to think of it. And James went on to actually be killed for the faith that he had in Jesus. Before he did, he became the leader, kind of like the senior leader, the pastor, whatever you want to call it, of the church in Jerusalem. And he wrote this letter during his time leading the church in Jerusalem. Let me kick it off. Chapter 4, verse 1. James writes, this is a rhetorical question. Where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Where do you think all these quarrels come from? Where do you think all these quarrels come from? Now, The smart ones here this morning are looking at that and you're thinking to yourself, James, 
I think you've written that question wrong. It's not where do these quarrels come from. It's who. Because I'll tell you where the quarrels come from. They come from my boss. They come from my spouse. They come from my kids. I can't stand them some days. They come from my parents. So, James, it's not where do the quarrels come from. It's who. Those people. They just light my fuse. James, he's written where very, very intentionally. Because if you think the source of your anger is a who, then anger will continue to be the boss of you. Because the source of your anger isn't a who, it's a where. It starts in the heart. So James continues writing, where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? Do you think they just kind of appear out of a void? Like, no, they were already somewhere. They got their start somewhere. They come about because you, (laughs) this is hilarious. He's writing this to adults, but you think he's writing it to a four-year-old. They come about because you want your own way and you fight for it deep inside yourselves. You want what you didn't get. And because you didn't get it, you didn't get your own way. They didn't say it the way you wanted them to say it. They didn't do what they said they were gonna do. And that left you feeling a certain way. All that did was unearth something that was in your heart in the first place. Dynamite doesn't become dynamite when the fuse gets lit. It was already dynamite. But it took something to light the fuse for that to become destructive. But it was already potentially destructive from the get-go because Jesus' point is that life is lived inside out. And so we shouldn't be so focused on behavior management. We shouldn't be so focused on anger management. We need to be more focused on heart management. Let me, I, I, last week I, I, I mentioned I went to an all boys high school and that in our all boys high school, we, we were all boys. We used to do really very vulgar things. Spitting competitions, that's what I mentioned last week. All sorts of things. Anyway, I don't know, if you didn't go to an all boys high school, you might have missed this one. But this, the thing we used to do, we'd go to the tuck shop. I still call it a tuck shop these days? Tuck shop? Canteen, canteen, posh, tuck shop. Come on now. Anyway, go to the tuck shop. And uh, we'd buy a fizzy drink. I've got a, a can of uh, Coca-Cola here. Can of co- uh, three bucks twenty. Three bucks twenty. There's a reason to quit right there. Three bucks twenty. Anyway, so what you do? I don't know if you've ever seen this done before, <clears throat> but we used to do this when I was in high school. You get a, you get a, you get a, you get a thing. Look, it's probably going to be better. It's so. What? Hang on a second. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. Actually, look. It's probably you. Probably it'd probably be better if I come down there and do this. So what you do is you get a can of like fizzy drink and you shake it like a lot. Anyway, once you kind of, you know, then what you do is you... Here's the thing. Shaking this did not produce its contents. 
what was likely about to happen if I opened the top was just release what was already in there. The difference is though, that there had to be some external circumstances, some pressure, some shaking that changed the composition of what's in there to cause it to become volatile. And here's the thing about what's in your heart is there's certain people, there's certain settings, there's certain things that happen that you have no control over. And they're always gonna happen. People are always gonna say, some people are gonna say dumb things. Some people are gonna do things that you didn't like. Some people are not gonna give you what you want. You want your own way, you didn't get it. Here's the thing, that will start to shake you up. And you don't always have control over that, we don't. But here's one thing we always, always have control over. This. In this very moment, you'll be glad to know that I don't have to actually rip the lid off this can. I could. I have the choice too. But here's the thing. I also have the choice not to. It doesn't change the, the, what's in there. But one of the things that I had to learn through my 20s and, and, and early 30s, and it took me far too long than I wish it took me, is that releasing my anger, and my version was extroverted anger, not moodiness, was not the only option available to me when things bothered me. Because things bothered me. Things bother you. Certain triggers. Think of someone. No, don't think of them. And please, if they're here, don't look at them. Or nudge them, or squeeze their hand a bit tighter, honey. <laughs> but there's going to be certain, certain triggers. There's going to be a person. It could be a type of person. So whenever you meet that type of person, that bothers you. That type of person bothers you. It could be a particular setting. It, 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 could be the, it could be different environments. It, you know, you, you, the people at your workplace might think that you're the sweetest, nicest person they've ever met, and yet your family start to tremble when your car pulls into the driveway because you become like the Incredible Hulk when you walk through the front door. And you're like, same person. But you need to recognize the triggers and recognize them upstream. Recognize them during the shaking. And then don't do this. <laughs> don't justify. Don't justify why you're going to pull. Don't justify. Because you can. I mean, you can. I'm not getting my own way, but I deserve it. I mean, I worked hard for that. I'm not getting my own way, but they promised and they let me down. I'm not getting my own way, but he said that he would and he never did. I'm not getting my own way. Okay, we get it. 
you're not getting your own way. And that's bothering you. And that's frustrating you. And that's making you angry. Or this one. (laughs) This was always mine. I'm right. (laughs) And because I'm right, ergo, they are wrong. It's currently my mission to make things right by helping them understand that I'm right and they're not. And that life would be better if they understood that they're wrong and saw things my way, which is obviously the right way. And the way, the best way to achieve that is by screaming at them. They come about because you want your own way and you first fight for it deep inside yourself. So here's the sequence, okay? (laughs) I'm not getting what I want. That's made me angry. So I'm gonna shut people down or shut down or shove it down. And that's it. What I came to learn and what I want to help you and encourage you to understand is that's not anger. Releasing your anger is not the only tool available to you. Now, it's important for me to say this. When I talked about the triggers, that person, that memory, that setting, that type of person, those circumstances as being triggers, I don't pretend for a minute that I'm going to be able to pop the hood of your life and for everything just to be fixed up in 30 minutes, okay? Because I'm about to give you some tools that I learned and I've kind of adopted for myself, but they don't address the heart side of things, okay? Because some of that stuff, it's not gonna be unpacked by me talking and you listening. That's gonna be unpacked by you maybe getting some professional counseling for the counselor to pop the hood and say, tell me why you do that. Tell me what, why that triggers you. Tell me why that lights your fuse. So if that's your thing, I, I strongly encourage you to do that because this may not be enough. But let me give you some clues and let me give you some tools. And these are tools that I, as I said, I didn't invent, but I adopted because up to my early 30s, the only tool I had in my toolbox was just release the wrath. <laughs> and it didn't work. So here's one. This is the first one. Pre-decide. If you know, see some of you are so angry right now, they're coming for you. If you know... <laughs> Staging an intervention. <laughs> if you know you're going to a setting where that person's going to be, be a work thing, Christmas lunch with the fam- extended family, and that cousin's going to be there, one that never shuts up, so arrogant, always right, talks down to me, talks to me like I'm there. If you know that you're going into a certain setting, circumstance, pre-decide because you know it's probably going to happen 
that, that cousin is going to be an arrogant adult word, uh, pre-decide that you're not going to take the bait. Because if you know it's a trigger, because it's happened every other time, it's happened every other time you saw them. It's happened every other time you got assigned to work with them. It's happened every other time you were forced to be in a study group with them. It's, it's happened every other time. Then, then assume that the same set of circumstances are gonna be there again, but predecide that you're not gonna take the bait. And that might mean walking away. That might mean saying, oh, I think I just need to top up my glass right now mid-conversation, and they think to themselves, how rude. It's like, yeah, but you thought that I was rude anyway, so I didn't exactly scar the relationship. <laughs> I've actually preserved the relationship because I felt the temperature rising, and I went... <sniffs> Pre-decide. It, it won't be the ultimate antidote, but at least you're going in a little bit forearmed rather than letting that person, those words... That circumstance gets you again, catch you off guard, and you go, oh, and you live at a low altitude when you didn't want to. But if you're aware of it, predecide. predecide. Next tool pause and recognize anger when it starts to bubble up. Ooh, ooh. This feels familiar. Ah, I know what this is. This is anger. This is anger. I can feel it. I've felt it before. It's familiar. Yes, good. What are you going to do with that in that moment? Pause and recognize and say to anger, anger, I had no control over the circumstances that had caused me to start feeling this way. But anger... You're not the boss of me. And I'm going to decide the next thing. You're not going to decide the next thing for me. Now, let me give you a 2019 millennials, Gen Z pro tip. If you feel, for whatever reason, that a text message, Facebook message, an email is a better way to resolve the conflict, the confusion, than sitting down face to face, which just by the way, it almost never is a better option. Unless they live in Colombia, then even then you can Skype and FaceTime. But here's the thing, if you feel, or a rant on social media, feeling angry, I'm gonna let all my peeps know. Here's, here's the pro tip. Draft it, draft it, draft it, draft it. You'll have a notes app somewhere in your pile of technology. Draft it. Dear person that's making me angry, draft it. When you said this, you made me, which by the way, people can't make you feel a certain way, you choose. You may draft it, <laughs> then don't hit send. Leave it for 24 hours. Better still, 
leave it for 24 hours and show it to somebody who's got a more mature and healthier perspective than you currently have. Because right now, anger is competing for control, wanting to be the boss of you, and anger maybe wrote that email. Anger said, leave it, step aside, I've got this. Dear knucklehead, and anger types the email, and you read it and you think, yeah, that'll do it. That's a good one. Send relationship erosion, relationship rift gets wider, drafted, step away from the computer for at least 24 hours until anger is less likely to be the boss of you. And here's a final one. And this one, this is, this is for married couples that want to stay married. This has been the most important one for Louis and I. Now, here's the thing. I've talked about how mine was extroverted anger and I would blah, blah, blah. I'm married to a full-blooded Italian. Guys, guys, listen to me. Do not try to pick a verbal fight with a full-blooded Italian if you think it's just going to be a one-way competition. Because it is not. For every jab I put out there, Louis came back with a left hook. And so she should. She's not delicate. I went into the ring and, and came out with more bruises than she did most of the time, even if I was the one that called the fight. Come on, let's fight. Wow. Gee. Five for two, quite an uppercut. So here's, here's the final tool. And, and by the way, this, this, this tool works in the relationship you have with your spouse. This will work in the relationship you have with your kids. This will work in the relationship you have with your parents. This will work in the relationship you have with your colleagues or your boss or your employees or your fellow students. It, it, it'll work in the context of a relationship when, here's the sequence of events again, I'm not getting what I want. That makes me feel angry and you let yourself rip the top off the can. And it's on like Donkey Kong. Here's the pro tip. When you recognize that things in this moment are starting to escalate, put yourself in timeout before you say something that's gonna make you need to be put in timeout. Let me say that again. Put yourself in timeout before you say something that's gonna make you deserve to be put in timeout. So, what Louis and I have learned to do, because we still fight less frequently, less brutally, but you can ask our neighbors, it still happens. Early in the contest, we're in the ring, gloves are on, gloves are about to come off. One of us or both of us will, 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 will thankfully, but we had to learn this, say, you know what? I'm actually angry right now. And, and, and the thoughts I'm thinking and even some of the words I've started to say, and, and there's a cue forming of more words, they're actually, anger's the boss of me right now. So 
for, for the sake of both of us? Because here's the thing about being married, here's the thing about being a parent, here's the thing about being a kid. God's best is that we fight for one another, not with one another. So we've had to learn to say, you know what? Pause. And that's the language we develop. I'm just going to push pause on this. And I'm going to walk away. And it's not walk away and lock myself in my room moodiness. It's just to say, let's, let's come back to this because there was something upstream that, that, that caused some tension. But let's come back to this when it's not being fueled by anger and talk in that context. And I can tell you, for the last 17 years of our 22 years of marriage, it's been an absolute game changer. So I hope that's helpful this morning uh, for you all. Um, and anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm done. It's a privilege to play our part in all that God is doing in and through you. To find out what your next step could be or to partner with us to reach more and more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and download our Elevate Church AU app, available wherever you download your apps.